right, how's it going, everybody? Uh, we're here. We did it. Um, full disclosure, if you're watching this channel and you don't know why I'm going up at this time, uh, welcome to the channel. If you are here and you know why I'm going up at this time, th there's there's some reasons for sure. Uh, but uh, welcome, John Getbenny says, yo, currently at work, but just stopping by to say, hey, what's going on, buddy? I see Garth here is in the chat as well. Welcome, welcome. All right, so I'm going to try my best to carry the torch for today. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I maybe, probably not, not 365 in a row. Got to work my way up to that. She is the greatest in broadcasting for a reason. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about the amazing, like incredible human being that is Roxy Stryer. She's taking a break for the next few days, so I'm going to try my best to fill in. Probably won't be doing anything tomorrow or Thursday, at least for this show. But between the next 72 hours, I will be covering the Snyder Cut, which drops tomorrow night going into Thursday. And then me and my co-host Lego will be doing our Falcon and Winter Soldier review Friday morning here on this channel. We will also be doing our stereo show Thursday at our normal time. I know we were a little off last week. Uh, we had to do an evening show because I did not want to compete with the awesome ladies that were over at the SEN network who were fucking slaying it. I, full disclosure, am not doing my normal upbeat. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Renaissance Man Bit today because it is a little bit of a sad and bittersweet day. But I'm here and we're going to talk about things. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can put them in the chat. If you are able to support streamlabs.com backslash Rob Fishback, please do me a favor and hit that like button and leave a comment after the fact. It really helps with the algorithms. That's no joke. I try to do that for other people's channels as well. So once again, if there's anything you'd like to talk about specifically, it's going to kind of be an open forum. There's a few things that I kind of wanted to go over. And I just want to talk to you guys because that's kind of the whole community that's been built is uh, it's about us. Whew. Uh, yeah, I did an intense workout this morning. It was fun. Uh, still didn't. I never get to work out for as long as I want because then it just gets busy at the gym and they take up all the machines. They as in the people. And there was three fucking assholes in there that were not wearing masks. And I, the. People at the desk must have told them, like, I saw them tell them at least two different times, please put your mask on. They were middle-aged people. They're people older than me, um, at least by 10 or 15 years, men and women uh, from what looked to be various walks of life. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, I talk about this on this show all the time. We're three-fourths of the way through this thing. You know, I, I was calling it the third act a month, a month or so ago. We were at the start of the third act. We're three quarters of the way through it at this point. So if everybody can just fucking do what they're supposed to do for the next like three or four months, then maybe this summer I can see some of my friends that I've not seen in a year. I can see some family members that I've not seen in a year. I can fucking freely travel outside of this state and not be, not be concerned that I'm going to get COVID or I'm going to get COVID and be asymptomatic and give it to somebody else, right? It's, three, it's been 366 days since uh, they declared this a national state of emergency and we're here, right? So we're getting there. By the way, shout out to Legoland, my amazing moderator. She's here in the chat right now. She made this new lower third. We're currently working on new thumbnails and overlays for this show as well. 
it's a process. Rob is a pain in the ass. I can be very hard, difficult, and frustrating to work with, but she is fucking amazing. So, you know, it is what it is. I know best movie openings on Thursday. That's what we're doing. I still got to work on my list, which is why, once again, the incredible Roxy Stryer has been in broadcasting for over 10 years at this point, you know, ish. She knows what she's doing. I'm making this shit up as I go along and I'm trying my hardest. I swear to God I am, but no, I will not be doing 365 days in a row. Part of that is... I actually probably could could do it, but not to sound cocky, because what she just did yesterday is the coolest thing I've ever seen anybody do in my entire life. And I mean, that's, you know, Michael Jordan's a great athlete and, you know, Robert De Niro's a great actor and Meryl Streep's a great actress. But what she pulled off for 365 days in a row is nothing that I've ever seen anybody do in my entire life. And it's just the greatest fucking thing ever. But she does have one thing that I don't have, which is over a thousand subscribers. Therefore, she can live stream on her phone, which obviously was very helpful for a few of those days. I am not in that situation, at least not yet. Once I got into that situation, that's a different conversation. But to do this, to make sure I'm here, I'm usually here anyways, but I'm just letting you all know, no, I'm not starting 365 days in a row. But I will be on air just about every single day this week, so you can find me at all of the places. Make sure you follow me on social medias, especially Twitter and my Instagram stories. I try and put out everything and where I'm going to be at. But uh, by the way, shout out to Big Mo. He's here in the chat and everybody else. Uh, Lego says, when you go to the store and there's four nurses, not in masks, nurses, nurses. I know. And we don't even know if they're vaccinated, right? So, all right, we're going to start moving in some things while I kind of ramble here and make my way through. Try to be as professional as I can over here. And I've gotten, I got the greatest compliment I ever got in my life about this channel. So I, now I got to live up to it. It's the same thing with me trying to get shredded. I've got to live up to that now. So anyways, what's going on, Bruce Banner, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce, Bruce Banner in the chat. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is this. We all know Snyder Cut's coming out this week. I have had multiple conversations with numerous people. You'd be surprised the bubble that I live in and a lot of you all live in is not the bubble of mainstream America. And most of my friends that I've known my whole life, or I've known at least since high school, they have no idea that, you know, what's the Snyder Cut? What's Why are they re-releasing the Justice League? They have no idea. They've read, maybe seen a, a trailer for it or a headline or whatever have you. Basic understanding. But once again, we live in this bubble of entertainment news. And I can't drill that home enough because most people still have no fucking idea what the hell this thing is. You know, I mean, there was a, a, a cult group of fans that got this to happen. But, you know, I've talked on the phone with a few of my friends this week and they're like, yeah, what's this? Why, why is there this recut of Justice League? Is it like the director's cut? And I'm like, do you live under a rock? You know, every female I know for good reason has been scared shitless to talk about this movie at all on camera purely for the fact that there are a lot of assholes out there that will come that, that go after them. You know, I'm scared to talk about it and I'm a fucking white dude. So it is what it is, but I'm really excited about this movie because I, in my head was super pumped about it before anybody saw the thing. But now that some of the reviews are starting to come in from people that I actually trust, like with my whole life, at least with that kind of stuff, and they're saying that it's far better and far superior than the original. 
leads me to believe that, okay, there's a reason HBO Max is doing this. Obviously, they saw the cut and they, a part of them had to have been like, all right, this is better than what we were doing with, with Joss Wheaton and we made some mistakes, but it is what it is and we're here now. So I put that in the title partially because it's a little bit of a good business move for clickbait. But number two, I'm really excited about this movie. And now that I know when it's coming out, holy fuck, I thought Wednesday was going to be rough. Tomorrow, Thursday is going to be really rough because I'm going to watch it the moment it drops, pass the fuck out, wake up, do my show with Lego. And then maybe I will go live. Maybe I will go live that afternoon. I don't know. It's all up in the air. Since she's since she's taken a couple of days off, I'm uh, I just I don't know what the, don't know what else to do. I'm usually here writing her time codes right now, so I got to do something to keep my mind sane because otherwise I'll crash. That's kind of my big takeaway from this is the more I work and just keep working, 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 working keeps me distracted, so I don't like get depressed or you know think about other things or dwell on this past year or anything like that. Uh, so. I, and I know because it started happening, like, full disclosure, I'm working on World Girl highlight reels for the one-year anniversary. And I wanted to drop the first one last night, but I needed to take – I was emotionally drained after yesterday. So I just took some time and just kind of chilled with some people on Zoom last night and relaxed and went to bed. And I'm going to start working on those highlight reels tonight because that's what has to get done because it's for the greater good and it's it's for my enjoyment and it's for everybody else's enjoyment as well. And that's what I try to bring to the table. I do what I can. I really, I try my best and I will work my hardest to help the people that help. For the people that have helped me find confidence in myself and have helped me try and succeed, I will do anything in the world for them in which you try and help them succeed and, and, you know, get that 1% better, that 1% happier. Even if, even if it's just, you know, a couple hundred views on Twitter, you know, it might remind some people to come watch the channel. So at least that's what I try to do. But why am I getting in trouble, Weston? What did I do now? What did I do now, buddy? Um, Garth McMurray says clickbait, clickbait, chicken and beer, chicken and beer. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta bring the subscribers in, but and if you notice, I changed my sign officially because I have these lower thirds, so I don't need to put Renaissance Man back there too. So make sure you check your internet, blow on it first. By the way, I think this is a great time before I get into my next subject. Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor for killing Breonna Taylor, not the shots that fucking missed, nor for anything else, and for and speak up and say their names for all the all the lives that have been lost to police brutality across this country over the last so many years in the in the history of the, the 20th and 21st century. It's terrible. And I truly think that if we all just keep pushing forward and moving forward and trying and, and say their names and, and call out the people that need to be called out. It's going to take a long time and it's going to take a village. They say it takes a village and I truly believe that. But I, I truly believe in time we can correct course in this country. So that was my – I'm going to start saying it on this show every time I go live. And if you don't like hearing that, this isn't the channel for you. So I'm just going to throw that out there right now. But it is what it is. Uh, all right, so I'm going to move forward now. Let's talk a little bit about March Madness. It's my favorite sporting event of the year. 
Uh, full disclosure, I check scores and stuff, but I don't watch a lot of sports. If the Red Sox are doing well and it's looking like they're going to the series, I'm in. If the Cubs are doing well and it looks like they're going to go to the series, I'm in. Uh, you know, but college basketball is my fucking thing. It's, it's my fucking thing all goddamn day. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a huge Duke fan. I have been my whole life. My dad's a big Tar Heels fan, North Carolina. My grandfather was a Duke fan. Uh, may he rest in peace. He's who got me in Duke way back when I was like 11 years old. They actually had a dog named Duke for a long time as well, which was after the team. Coach Krzyzewski, I knew how to pronounce when I was a wee little kid when most people were still calling him Coach K. Unfortunately, for the first time since 1995, Duke is not in the tournament this year. They've had a few setbacks. They just have not played well. Uh, There's been some COVID issues. It's been a messy year for college basketball in general. But this Thursday, the tournament starts. If you're part of the Rockstar community or the World Friend community, I've set up a bracket, a group bracket. So message me if you're watching this show and you're not familiar with what I'm talking about right now, and I'd love to add you to it. It's welcome to everybody. We're a uh, very inclusive uh, group over here. Yeah, no Kentucky either, says Bruce Banner. Yeah, I know. It's it's Woof City. Woof. Woof City. But uh, I filled my bracket out. I got my final four is Illinois, Ohio State, Connecticut, and Gonzaga. Connecticut, I I understand that they're a seven seed, but I they got a great program over there, and I've I, I've seen their I, I know their competition, and I think if they play their cards right, they can pull it off and make it to the Final Four. Um, Illinois, you know, I live here, but it's like whatever. But they're a number one seed, and based on who they were playing, I was like they can probably make the Final Four. I've got full disclosure, I've got Gonzaga winning it all because they're they seem to be unstoppable this year. And I've got them playing Ohio State in the finals, and my final score is 82 to 78. I think it would be a close game if it ends up happening. Would love to know your uh, thoughts on March Madness in general. Who are your favorite teams? What teams do you have predicted to win it all this year over the next few weeks during the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis, which is not too far from where I live? Let me know in the comments. But, uh, yeah. So, once again, March Madness, it starts this week. I'm fucking stoked. I hope you all are as well. We need to get more uh, We need to get more sports stuff going on in this community because I'm all fucking for it. I know everybody likes to talk about Star Wars and comic book movies, but I like, I like how well-rounded we are. You know, I can obviously bring music to the table. There's some people out there that are in this community uh, that might not even know that they're in this community yet, but that are very good and very knowledgeable at sports. So hopefully we can bring them in soon and talk with them or him. I should say big mo podcast says, let's see, pull him up. If I had to pull for teams, it's usually Syracuse, UConn and St. John's, but I usually just watch the games to see upcoming players in the NBA draft. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah. Bruce Banner says I got Gonzaga might win it all. Facts, facts, facts. Oh, no hat. Oh, shit. Well, I just got a haircut yesterday, so that's why the hat's gone. I've been wearing a hat for like the last two weeks because it gets – it. there's a whole, you know. Um, plus, two. over the last few days, I've been graced and learned about skincare treatment and proper hair products to use for my hair because the shampoo I was using was giving me dry skin, so I got some head and shoulders. I know nobody cares about this, but it's actually very important because I'm eventually going to share all of my skincare routines because – 
for all the men out there, it's also very important that we take care of our skin as well, not just the women, but for men as well. So eventually I'm going to be doing a show on that while I'm still learning a few things. But obviously don't put baby powder on your face. We've learned that over the last few days. Uh, that being said, the shampoo that I've been using is just fucking garbage. It's And I won't say what it is because they're like pretty big brands that you see million dollar commercials for, but it's fucking garbage. So when I was getting my hair cut yesterday, I was asking the girls there, about what they think I should use. And they gave me a list of things. So I'm going to try out some of these products and I will let you all know if they work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh boy. I'm already getting yelled at. Hey, you know what? If Rob's not getting yelled at at three o'clock in the afternoon, his time, it, what kind of a day is it? You know, whether it's on my channel or somebody else's, let's see. Uh, Legoland says, Rob, I don't know if you should be sharing your skincare routine based on your knowledge base. Well, once again, Rob's here to learn like he is every day. So once I know what I'm talking about and I'm a little more well-informed, I will be sharing it because I think it is actually very beneficial, especially for men, because it's important for men to also moisturize. Just don't only moisturize your neck. I can't even say that word right, but it's all good. Uh, I will update you on the skincare, Matt Munoz, 110%. All right, so moving on, I want to talk about some stuff that I thought was very interesting. You know, I'm all about, uh, I don't even know the proper words anymore with this kind of stuff because it's like, you know, saying you're pro-feminism kind of seems like weird at this point, but like I am all for women, just 110%. I like, I want, I want, I want everybody to succeed, but it's so great. And I, I guess where I'm going with this is maybe I should should have led with this and then we can like, get into it. But on Sunday night, which the Grammys are, it's a stroke fest as far as I'm concerned, unless I'm getting nominated, okay, for a Grammy, me, Rob Fishbeck, fuck the Grammys. Because let's be honest, they are, it's just like the Oscars. It's just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all the other bullshit. It's a stroke fest. You got a campaign to get your shit in and it's all about money and gift bags and politics and bullshit, 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 bullshit. Uh, you pro-feminism hob, never heard a phrase that way. All right, well, you see where I'm going and then you can yell at me after Lego. So bullshit, 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 bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's like Casey Musgrave should have won that Grammy and she did, right? But, but most of the time, it's, I don't agree. I, you know, for every one movie, there's a thousand albums that come out every week. Okay. So it's very subjective in music. Not a big fan of the Grammys. Like I said, if I'm lucky enough to be nominated one day, I might have to hide this video because I'm talking shit about them. But as far as I'm, I'm concerned, they can just go fuck themselves. Same with the Academy. Same with the fucking Hollywood Foreign Press, which is just a bunch of white dudes and all that bullshit. But whatever. Taylor Swift okay, has won album of the year three times. So she is among the ranks of Stevie Wonder and Paul Simon and a bunch of other people, men, all men. She's the first female to win three Grammys for album of the year, which I think is awesome because I am under the impression based upon popularity, pop culture, magazine cover appearances, great material, great songwriting, great albums. I wasn't a big fan of her two records. So like, I love 1989 Reputation and Lover, I didn't care for, to be completely honest. But Folklore, I thought was phenomenal. And now I'm blanking on the, the record that came out uh, right around Christmas time. Evermore, was it Evermore? Everlong's a Foo Fighters song. Evermore, I think it was. 
okay. It was good. It, I didn't. I haven't listened to it as much as folklore. It was good, but her output of material is phenomenal. So I say all that to say this: Taylor Swift, I think, is the best artist, singular artist that we have had in thirty years. You know, the last big, 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 big rock and roll band was Nirvana, Pearl Jam. I don't even know if I would say Foo Fighters have ever been as big and as groundbreaking as like Nirvana and Pearl Jam were. Uh, same with, you know, anything Chris Cornell was a part of, right? Rock and roll, I personally believe rock and roll is dead. Now, I say that because it has come out in multiple different other genres, Americana music, old country, uh, punk rock, um, pop punk. Uh, it's just the, the, the idea of rock and roll, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the, the Fleetwood Macs, the, uh, you know, the B-52s or the REMs of the world, they just don't really exist anymore. So we'll have, we'll end up having a completely different conversation on that on this show some other time. But, you know, maybe the, the Chili Peppers were around before Nirvana and Pearl Jam. So, I would say like the last ones to break, like big ones to break, I would say would be Nirvana and Pearl Jam. You know, I love Coldplay. They just, they were not as big as Nirvana. They never, they just, they never got to that status, which is mind boggling. Same with the Killers, which is another great band that I love. I also love the Gaslight Anthem is my favorite band of the last 20 years, but it's interesting. Anyway, so I say all that to say Taylor Swift, I truly believe is the best lover, lover music, or you don't like her music or whatever it is. I think she's probably the best, biggest and most groundbreaking and awesome songwriter of, of an artist that we've had in the last 30 years. I would definitely say that 100%. Uh, Harry Styles is going to bring rock back. You know, Hitman Hudson, here's the deal. I got to get on the Harry Styles train. I'm not, I'm slightly ignorant to the whole situation and I need to listen to more about him or listen to more of his music, I should say. But I can see that because I know Ringo Starr came out and was a big supporter of him. Uh, but, you know, great bands like Alabama Shakes and the Lumineers and Mumford and Sons, they've just not gotten the that level. They've not gotten to that level that like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and like the Chili Peppers got to in the early 90s. Uh, is that true, Taylor? So, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Uh, I can't stand the Grammys lately. I think The weekend should have been nominated. Blinding Lights was a great fucking song. I'm not even really into pop music. And I thought that that was an amazing fucking song record of the year. So yeah, exactly. 110%. No, it's not just your opinion. I think a lot of people agree that agree with that. Sir Joker says, I feel most of the genres are crossing at this point. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bruce Banner says the killers are dope. I think rock and roll died as well. hundred percent. So anyways, where I'm going with all this, the whole reason I ta started talking about feminism and women is that we're finally getting to a point where it's like, you know, for example, Miley Cyrus six months ago did a did a cover of Boys Don't Cry and Zombie, and she did Hearts of Glass by Blondie, which is Hearts of Glass by Blondie is top 20 favorite songs of all time for me. Like it immediately puts me in a fantastic mood, no matter how bad my day is going. I love disco music. It's just it is what it is. So I say all that to say this, you know, Stevie Nicks, Joan Jett, all of these great rock and roll heart all of these great female rock icons over the years, right? Here comes Miley Cyrus and she walks out and she fucking owns that stage. I'm pushing, I would love for her to cut a real rock and roll album. Like 
don't mix it in with pop stuff. Don't be cliche. Don't put stuff in there to make it sound nostalgic while it's, you know, trying to sound contemporary at the same time. Go in, cut a record on fucking tape, cut it on analog tape at a studio, maybe get somebody like Rick Rubin. Honestly, I, I would love for Rick Rubin to cut a record with, with Miley Cyrus. She's got, she has the stage presence to be a rock and roll queen if she wanted to, but that's up to her. It's whatever she wants, you know? And cause that's what I was told by somebody else. And you know, she was right. So it is anyways. And then Beyonce who has won 28 Grammys now is, uh, has, has, is, uh, the most, I'm mumbling my words today. I apologize. She is the most Grammys of any female artist. Alison Krauss had 27 Beyonce passed her up on Sunday night. She has 28 now, which is also phenomenal. I'm not going to sit here and talk about all the men that won Grammys because that doesn't matter to me. The Grammys don't mean much to me anyways, once again, unless I'm nominated for it. But the fact that female representation is finally becoming a mainstream thing is great, you know, and it's baby steps. It's baby steps in this country. For every, you know, one little step forward we take, it feels like there's so much work to get to that one little step. But, you know, it's just like a baby. Once the baby starts walking a little bit, it starts walking faster. It starts walking better and more efficiently. So I think we're going to get there. I truly do. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guy in the house. What's up, everyone, says Glenn Caesar. Glenn Caesar, you missed it. I already did my bit, but you'll be hearing it every time on this show from now on. So anyways, back to what I was saying because I get distracted very easily. Uh, Bruce Banner says that so uh, the music that I play is what's called Americana music. I didn't come up with that term. It was originally called alt country. In the late 80s, early 90s, there was a movement. Steve Earle, Dwight Yoakam, and Randy Travis all released their debut albums the same day in 1986. And they were kind of like this, this uh, new, old school way of doing country music. Because by the mid 80s, we were on the trajectory to set up somebody like a Garth Brooks. His first record came out in 89, but 92 when Friends in Little Places came out. That's when Garth Brooks became Garth Brooks, forever changing country music, not necessarily for the good, but I think Garth Brooks is a stand-up dude. I just think it's the marketing team that's behind him and the and the suits in Nashville that then geared country music towards that way. It's like 10 years ago when I was getting ready to shut off the country radio station. I turned to my friend Billy and I go, if I got to hear one more fucking song about Bud Light cans and tailgates and girls in bikinis, I'm going to be pissed because that's not what country music is about. Country music is supposed to be about, about the adult struggles and finding peace within yourself and all of these other things. This is bro country party music. And anyway, so in the 80s is kind of when it started. The country politics and stuff had been around since the 60s. But in the 80s is really when they kind of doubled down on it, especially with bands like Alabama and stuff. And they were doing big. Merle Haggard was playing stadium shows back then. Like it was crazy, right? So anyways, uh, Steve Earle, Randy Travis, and Dwight Yoakam released all their first, their, all of their debut albums on the same day in 1986. And then what ended up happening was there was stuff in the air and people like Jeff Tweedy with Wilco, who was in, who was in a band prior to that called Uncle Tuplo, and Ryan Adams started Whiskey Town. And there was this movement that started in the late 80s, early 90s called, it was called alternative country music. 
and it was far more more realistic country music than or more far more real country music than what was being played at the rate on the radio at the time but it was like the alternative to mainstream country so it kind of got that name there's i believe the magazine is not in circulation anymore but there was actually a magazine from an uncle tupelo album called no depression that was kind of the alt country magazine and then flash forward i know i'm going off on a tangent but flash forward you get like the old brother where art thou soundtrack which really put into the mainstream people like allison krauss and union station and like all that kind of stuff and really had this resurgence with like folk bluegrass kind of stuff like old-timey sounding music and then those two kind of came together about 10 12 years ago and they basically coined the term americana music so Americana music is really where I fit in because unfortunately, even somebody like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, if they came out today, you know, I understand their first couple of records really had like a punk rock aesthetic to it. But if they came out today, I, I truly feel they would like an, an album like Wildflowers is like the definition of Americana music. They would even get pigeonholed into that genre because rock music now the stuff that's popular is far more far, far far much more harder rock and then the screamo stuff and then punk right so it's it's interesting that's the country music i hate what's the kind of country music you hate big mo i'd love i'd love for you to explain more because that's what's cool about art is that there's stuff for everybody glenn says i'll be sure to check out the replay rob fishback kudos to you for doing this especially today at this time for those of us who are feeling nostalgic and sentimental yeah, I'm doing this partially for my own sanity as well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hitman Hudson says, Outlaw Country is the best country. 110%. You know what kind of country music I like? I love Outlaw Country. Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, all that good stuff. All that stuff. Uh, Helen's lost in this shit. What else is new, Helen? Glenn, see our boy. Oh, man, the chat's going wild. She, man, she's... she's Oh, she does this. Won't feel nostalgic until... Uh, yeah, uh, that's already happened. Oh, the tailgating, spitting beers and shit. 110%. Music's fucking garbage. Sir Joker says, Glenn, you see our boy looking grown and glowing with his new cut. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So I'm not adopting the fuck yeah, fuck no news. I'll do I'll do everything else, but I'm not I'm not doing that. That's hers. That's, that's her bit. Uh, I'm leaving that for her. Robbie is a vibe, LOL, says Bruce Banner. Hey, you know, I try to do what I can. So anyways, I'm all about, you know, I'm all about inclusion. And that's what's great. Like there's this, um, there's this, there's a singer, her name's Yola. She's great. I believe that's her name. Yola, right? She's, she's fucking fan. She's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yola. I really encourage everybody to go check her out. She's technically a country singer. She's this, uh, she's this, this uh, amazing. She's got this amazing voice. She's this, this black woman. And she's absolutely fucking phenomenal. And like, she's in the, she's in the country, in the country uh, market, which is, you know, but she's got like this R and B feel to her too. It's like, it's so fucking awesome. She's phenomenal. I really, really, really recommend her. And I'll be doing more music recommendations on this show as well. So anyways, I just wanted to congratulate Beyonce and Taylor Swift because huh, it's so great to see you know, things starting to even out in this world, in this country with, with men and women and all shapes and sizes and it's progress. So to go back to what Lego, hopefully I didn't piss off Lego cause I don't see her in the chat anymore, but 
that's kind of what I was saying is that I'm all about this because it's like the, the more time goes by and, and the more chances, you know, people have to like listen to music that are not just by fucking white dudes. It, it's like music is so great. And if you go and look back at like the seventies, that by the way, spoiler alert for everybody, that's why the seventies was so great because everybody was just allowed to cut what they wanted to cut. So you got albums that blended genres and, you know, bent notes and had all of this different stuff going on. And that's why the music was so fucking good. Country, rhythm and blues, rock, punk. You could listen to all of it at the same time and it was all good stuff. And then we just kind of got into this business suit model the last 30 years or so where it's just kind of been the same crap that they keep cranking out over and over and over again. But I feel now we're kind of going back the last five, seven years and even more so now where, you know, Taylor Swift, I don't think would have cut that record had COVID not happened. I don't think she would have cut a record like that. I think she would have done another big pop album because that's what makes money and that's what sells merch and sells tickets. But she's an amazing songwriter. So obviously she was going to write this great folk album and put it out there and really stand among the greats like Joni Mitchell and Carole King, you know, in terms of. Uh, females that just write these, these epic fucking albums, you know, progress is a word for it. Thinks about it more than they should. Okay. Once again, I'm here to learn Lego. So if there's any, uh, verbiage or phrases that, you know, you feel are more appropriate to use or any women feel are more appropriate to use, I'm, I'm here to learn. That's the goddamn truth. So that's, that's, that's not me just doing a shtick. I, I truly mean that. Because I feel we can all grow as people. I've grown so much as a person in the last 366 days. And I can't say that enough. And I'm here to continue to grow. And, you know, with the with the, with the the help of you all. So, for sure. Sounds like a Darius Rucker type vibe. So, here's the deal. I love Hootie and the Blowfish. One of my favorite bands of all fucking time. I don't really care for Darius Rucker's country music. Because it's kind of the pop garbage. His first album was good. It won't be like this for long. I thought it was, was a fucking barn burner, which actually I got my barn burner shirt on today, but the stuff he's done since then, I just, I just don't care for. I just don't care for Bruce. Yeah. Eighties too. I love music. Pretty much close to any decade from the fifties and onward. I know I love fifties do up. You mean Taylor Swift wouldn't have cut those records. No, I don't maybe, but I don't think so because I think it was COVID everything that was going on her mental state just like myself, like I shelved an album because I knew I wouldn't be able to cut it for at least a year or two with everything going on. And now the record I'm working on has nothing to do with the record that I was going to cut my, my follow-up record to tomorrow is forever. So the Reddit, the album I'm working on now, which I already have the artwork cover for, thanks to somebody else who did a whole cotton ball thing on our fucking dining room table. I already got the cover and I got the song titles and I've started working on the songs and what keys they're going to be in. And it's just kind of like filling in the blanks, right? That's kind of how I work at least. But what's cool is that I don't think Taylor Swift would have cut those albums. I think she still would have made music in 2020. I just think they would have gone for a big pop record and all that kind of stuff, at least for me. But maybe I'm wrong. I want to pull this up real quick just because this is a part of the conversation. In terms of semantics, progress works. It's more in entertaining setting. It's more in an entertaining setting. Is this progress? And is it extended outward? Because I heard other women commenting negatively on the same thing. That's very interesting, Lego. That's totally something that 
I think me and you should talk about on a different show at a different time and have a full discussion on it because there's a lot, there's a lot to learn. You know, I grew up in a house full of women, so it's just normal to me, you know, but Big Moak Podcast says, Rob, not going to lie. I listen to your music and I really dig it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, Big Mo. Raise his hands. Who is cutting an album? Rob is writing an album. It's a whole thing. So, all right, going to move on. Going to be getting out of here in about 15 minutes just to let everybody know. It's a weird fucking day. It's a weird, it's a really weird day. And, yeah. So, we're going to get through it though. But uh, anyway, so I want to talk about this BuzzFeed thing because this sounds like fun. Uh, we're going to do this, but I'm also looking at the chat and y'all are, let's see, Rob Fishbeck, what I meant was that Taylor actually did two albums last year, not just one, which would have been normal, not the second brand new album, with the, not two brand new albums with three months. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So what I'm, say what I'm saying is, A, I don't think she would have cut records that sounded like that. I think she would have gone for another big kind of pop record because once again, that's, you know, it's, it's where it's at. So a B no, you're completely correct. Glenn. She would have done one record, not two albums in the same year, because why would you, you can make more money if you space them out. Right. So it is what it is. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, in the chat, the prince that wasn't promised says, hey, y'all, what's going on, buddy? Glad to have you here. So you came just in time. We're going to talk about this BuzzFeed article that I found very interesting. We're going to talk about this for a little bit, and then we're going to be getting out of here probably right around the hour mark, if not a little bit sooner. But until then, make sure you hit that like button and uh, let us know your thoughts here in the chat or at streamlabs.com backslash Rob Fishbeck. So I saw this article this morning and was just like, this is mind boggling because this is totally normal to most of us here. It says non-Americans are sharing the things they thought were fake about America that turned out to be completely true. And I'm looking through these and I'm going to, I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. I'm like, are you serious? How, how did, wait, people that don't live in the United States didn't, don't think this stuff is true. Like, are you kidding me? Absolutely it is, you know, like editing a movie. You're telling me like editing a movie. I don't, you, man, see, this is why. So I get distracted in the chat. Um, but anyways, we're going to go back to Buzzfeed. I got to get better at not getting distracted. I have terrible ADD. Surfer dudes actually talk like that. This is true for all of you that do not live in America. 110%. There's a lot of people that aren't surfer dudes that talk like surfer dudes in this country. Number two, drink sizes. Whoa. And it's got a picture. Uh, it says here in New Zealand, our large drinks would be considered an American small or medium. 100%. Uh, I remember uh, in New Jersey back about 10 years ago, Chris Christie was doing something. I think it was Chris Christie. He was the governor at the time. And they were taxing the shit out of like large, like extra large sodas. And it's like, good. I mean, you know, it's fine. Like I don't drink, I don't drink pop because in the Midwest, we call it pop. If you live in the South, you call everything Coke. And if you're in the rest of the country, most people call it soda. I don't drink that stuff, at least not anymore. I do enjoy a nice root beer float a couple times a year, but you know, we all know it's got negative effects, but Hey, I smoked Marlboro Reds for 10 years. So I really can't, I just got to shut up and really just not judge at all. 
about that stuff, but it is interesting. I mean, like you can go to a Speedway gas station and for a dollar fifty nine get a fucking thirty two ounce or thirty six ounce fucking fountain drink, which is crazy. Totally crazy. Wesson said, I would have said creating more than editing, but editing is usually what it is, as I've seen anyway. Uh, you talking about what I do, editing stuff? Yeah, I actually just got into editing. Like, the first thing I ever edited was Roxy's 200th episode reel. So I learned how to edit pretty goddamn fast. But music is what I've been working on for 10 years to be successful at. And I've just, somebody taught me, some some awesome person out there taught me that uh, you can do more and expand your horizons and do things that are not just one thing and you can kind of do it all. So that's what I'm trying to do. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, very, very, very important. Jake Yacovetta here in the chat says, vote for Winston's mom. Everybody go click on that link right now while I talk and use as many emails as you have and vote for Winston's mom. We're trying to help out uh, Winston Marshall's mom here. I personally don't know Winston, but he is a friend of the community 110%. And, you know, so he is obviously somebody who we're all going to, uh, you know, help out and, and be with and all that kind of fun stuff. So hopefully one day I'll, I'll get to know the guy. But until then, everybody go vote for Winston's mom and try and help her out and win this grant. It is for a awesome cause and it's a great fucking thing that he is doing. So... Lego says, Rob had asked, what is cutting an album? And Weston explained it. Oh, what is cutting an album? Cutting an album is recording an album. It's just, it's a term. It's a term. Holy shit, a Lego. Yes, 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 yes. So yellow school buses are actually a thing in America. I honestly just thought it was a cartoon thing, but nope. Sports bars are actually how they are portrayed on TV. Dolly Parton has her own theme park in Tennessee. Schools have a ton of extracurricular activities and clubs, including basketball, football, swimming, cheerleading, chess, and a lot more. You can buy milk in gallon-sized containers, question mark. I'm reading this article going, man, Americans are fucking weird. Like, we do so many crazy things. I I mean, milk in a gallon-sized container? I don't know if my family ever bought milk that wasn't in a gallon-sized container. So it's wild. Very wild. Uh, don't step on the Lego. Those are dangerous. I wouldn't do it. For some, I've stepped on Legos. Not fun. Not fun at all. I'd rather step on a mousetrap than a Lego, to be completely honest with you. All right, back to the BuzzFeed article. I love this. We're just kind of, kind of going all over the pay, Kind of going all over the place, man, if I can't talk right today. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, I'm going to call it the Bob and Weave. We're doing the Bob and Weave on this show. We're going all over the place. So is what it is. Weston also says, yeah, I haven't heard it used to say editing, but also creating. My memory is not suited for such things. LOL. Lego says, gasp my people. I don't know what y'all are talking about in the chat, but carry on. Uh, yeah, that's uh, trying to carry the torch, buddy. Just trying. I'm half the person she is, but I'm going to give it a shot. So in many states, some criminals can't even vote even while on parole, which is actually something that I... I didn't know. I didn't know all the details of that. To be completely honest, you're gonna have a whole aisle in your supermarket just dedicated to cereal. Especially if you go to Walmart, there's like two aisles just dedicated to cereal. If you have those angry, uh, if you have those angry sinks that chop shit. Oh, they're talking about garbage disposals. Red Solo cups are not just a Hollywood prop. On Halloween, masked people come to our house and knock on your door asking for candy. Mostly, it just packs of kids, but sometimes whole families. 
the minimal amount of paid days off you get from work. Now, that is something that I did know that is definitely an American thing. In Europe and other countries, there is a lot more. They they really are about uh, keeping the mind and body, you know, like healthy and stuff. So, like, they give you a lot more, like, time off and relaxation time and all that kind of stuff. Americans are nice and will stop to talk to strangers. Mm, that's kind of more of a Midwest thing, but. Sure. And in the South, definitely in the South, American kids, each uh, straight sugar. That is true. The honking. I thought it was a movie stereotype. And then I went to New York. Your country is huge. I got off the plane and asked the cab guy how far the hotel was. He said about 30 miles, almost had a heart attack. Free soft drinks, refills and restaurants. You can get into university by just be, being good at sports. Higher education can cost upwards of $50,000 a year. And that is it. I read this this morning and was just like, I, I thought the whole world knew all about this stuff. Like our school buses are yellow and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think that's what's part of the problem in America is that our perspective is so focused on us and not how the world looks at us necessarily. And obviously over the last year, we've become the laughing stock of most of the world. So there is that as well. But I, I just wanted to share that article because I found it to be fairly interesting, at least from the perspective of people that don't live here, that they think a lot of this kind of stuff is just like, it's just in the movies. And it's like, no, it's in the gas station and the supermarket and everywhere else. So Jake Agavetta says, France passed a bill that makes it illegal for bosses to call employees about work stuff after business hours. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, Lego is the for, uh, plural, plural, plural. Yeah, Lego. It's not Legos. It's Lego. Yeah, Lego is the plural form of the word. Facts, 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 facts. So anyways, that is that. This is this. This is us, Mandy Moore. Anyways, I'm going to be getting out of here in a minute. I uh, don't really have much else to say. Other than I want to thank everybody for joining me today. You can catch me later this week. We'll be doing a bunch of stuff on the Snyder Cut. Me and Lego will be doing our stereo show at normal time, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And then we will be doing our Falcon and Winter Sh Soldier show. We believe we have a time, but I'm not going to announce it yet. But it will be Friday morning. And there is that we'll probably also be doing some panel discussions over the next coming week or so with the Snyder cuts. You can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck all over the internet, all over the place. You can find me in Roxy Stryer's chat and the chat over at the world girls, the best fucking people on the internet, just some of the greatest people out there. I wouldn't be here doing all this stuff. It was, wasn't for them. So I can't thank them enough. I want to thank you all for joining me today. I tried to carry the, the torch as best I could. I think I did a successful job and we'll be doing this uh, as often as possible to help fill in the gaps. So if you're alone out there in the world, you're bored out there in the world, COVID's got you down, COVID doesn't have you down and you're in your car driving to and from work, you're at the gym, wherever you may find yourself, come on by here. You're always welcome here. We're uh, trying to grow this community, but the community that's already been built by somebody else, I'm happy to bring into my world. It's been fantastic. Remember, check your internet, blow on it first. If you haven't, fluff your pillows. Do not flush your pillows. Stay safe. Be well. Do whatever you got to do to get that 1% better. 
arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor for killing Breonna Taylor, not the shots that fucking missed. I will say it again, just like I did at the top of the show. And for all of the people that have been a victim of police brutality across this nation, stay safe, be well. I'll see you guys soon. Much love.